Hello and welcome to another edition of the Power Sweep podcast presented by North Coast Sports. Antonio Castro joined once again by my esteemed colleague Chris Van Dyne. We think we've picked out a great selection of games for you this weekend. Uh, big weekend here at North Coast Sports. Uh, start off, want to get it out of the way here. Uh, very disappointed last week. Our game of the year, unfortunately, did go down. Only the uh, ninth time, I believe, in 33 years of handicapping that that play has gone down. Unfortunately, uh, one thing we cannot predict here at North Coast Sports is injuries, and the fact is that, uh, not to make an excuse, this is a fact, uh, Georgia State scored 26 points with their starting quarterback in the game and just seven without him, and uh, that game would have been completely different. And just to let you know just how well we were in our in, on the weekend and how, just how much on point we were. I mean, we released seven plays over the weekend from Thursday to, to Saturday, and we had one losing play, and that was our game of the year, unfortunately. Again, very disappointed that that play went down. But this is why we stress about getting our entire weekend of plays because, uh, you know, while that one play is bad going down, we do want want you guys to have winners. Our late phone side selections over the last two weeks were 11-2, and 85%. So, uh, you know, again, we want you guys to make money. We don't want you to just fall in love with just one play at a time. We really want you to buy our entire weekend because that is what we do here. We we handicap 60 games a week in college, another 16 on in, in on, on the NFL, and uh, you know we have a lot of faith in all of our plays. One play going down, it's going to happen again. We can't predict injuries, but overall, I think you know we have a good feeling. 11 and two the last two weeks again on those sides. Um, the top college total did go down unfortunately this past weekend, but uh, you know the totals overall this year are hitting at 63 percent again, which is why we stress to buy the entire weekend, buy all the plays because uh, chances are you're going to make money. It's 27 and 16 those totals. That top college total the last three years. While it did drop this past weekend, it's 27 and 12, 69 percent over the last three years. And again, we got our NFL game of the month going this weekend. That top NFL play the last two years hitting at a 65 percent rate, 17, 9 and 1. Now, again, I just stressed, I do not want you to just buy one play. If you're going to come on board with us, come on board with us and enjoy the whole weekend, because that is where you're going to see value. And that is where you're going to have your bankroll start to gain money. And you can get all of the uh, college uh, sides on Saturday, all of our NFL plays on Sunday, uh, including that game of the month for as low as $99 if you're a 2020 Power Sweep subscriber. Again, that is as low as $99. Take advantage of the month of November. This is all we do is football. There's other handicapping companies. They focus on basketball this time of the year. Hockey's going on this time of the year. We are football, football only, and we have an 11-2 and record on our side selections this month. I mean, it just tells you the amount of work that's going going in uh, to these plays. So really want you to jump on board, uh, take advantage of all of our plays. Again, as low as $99 will get you uh, our entire weekend of Saturday late phone side selections and our Sunday uh, star-rated selections. That includes that game of the month, $99 for a 2020 Power Suite subscriber. Give us a call, 1-800-654-3448. Again, 1-800-654-3448. If you uh, don't want to, don't like talking to people, there's a lot of people out there like that, you would rather just go online, go on the computer and do it, you can 
but purchase the plays that way as well. NCSports.com is the website again, NCSports.com. Okay, got that out of the way. Very, again, excited about the game of the month going this weekend, but let's dive into this week's uh, six games. Again, last week we we had a tremendous week here on the podcast. Went a perfect 6-0. and We gave out six plays, all six winners. Uh, what are we, 24 and 34 on the or 34 and 24 on the season now uh, on our selection. So about 58%. Uh, I'll take 58% uh, each and every season. And, and the two stars are six and four, exactly. So uh, doing very, very well. I hope to keep it up this week. We got a nice slate that we've picked out for this week. Going to start off. On the East Coast in the ACC, Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech, and we're gonna we're gonna break down another game involving the Peach State Georgia Bulldogs at Auburn in the SEC. Then we're gonna break down Navy's matchup at Notre Dame. We're gonna handicap from there, go up to the uh, Big Twelve, and look at that Oklahoma versus Baylor matchup that ESPN Game Day is going to be at. And then we're gonna go out west handicap that UCLA and Utah game and then finally we're going to take a look at a special two-star play in the Power Sweep newsletter involving a Big Ten matchup with the Paul Bunyan Axe on the line. First and foremost let's get it started. ACC talk here Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech 6-3 and three, Virginia Tech 2-7 and seven, Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech 4-5 and five against the spread. Georgia Tech comes in 2-7 and seven against the spread. Line opened up Virginia Tech laying 6 it's currently at Virginia Tech minus 5.5 so a little little bit of sharp money coming in early on Georgia Tech. Not too much, though. Uh, you know, Chris, it's taking some time, but Georgia Tech, they finally look to be getting comfortable with the head coach Jeff Collins' systems. I mean, you expected it to be, be a slow road, just totally, completely revamping that style of team, and they seem like that they're finally uh, starting to uh, get comfortable with that. After three straight losses by over two touchdowns, Yellow Jackets, they've beaten Miami, and they only lost their last two games by 10 and by five points. So, again, they are getting more comfortable. Virginia Tech coming in off that emotional win last week uh, versus Wake Forest. Hokies, there's plus 63 yards per game at home. They were at home last week, but they're just minus 141 yards per game on the road. This game is at Georgia Tech, by the way. I'll call for Georgia Tech. Keep this game closer than expected. I think uh, Virginia Tech's going to win the game, but I'm only going to say by a field goal. So I'll say Georgia Tech plus the points in this bad boy. Well, uh, Georgia Tech, like you mentioned at the beginning of the year, I I was a play-against-Georgia-Tech guy, but I kind of assumed that at the end of the year you might want to start looking at playing on them um, just because you figure that the the transition from the option, they get a little more accustomed to the new offense, and they're running a new defense. So, you know, both sides of the ball they had some transition, and it's starting to show that they're playing a little better. They had a close game with Virginia, only lost by five points. Uh, James Graham threw for a season high of 229. So the offense is playing better. Georgia Tech has won and covered three straight in this series. And there has been six straight outright upsets in this series. So favors the underdog here. Home team is only 1-8 and eight against the spread and lost 6-9 of nine straight up. Uh, Virginia Tech minus 5 yards per game in the season. You mentioned their struggles on the road. Minus 42 yards per game in ACC play. It, and the other thing is the Hokies have struggled as chalk. They've been favored five times this year, failed to cover all five. Most of them haven't, haven't even been close to covering. Um, with the Jackets improving, you know, they're minus 99 yards per game in a season, but they're, they're showing on both sides of the ball they're getting better. 
Virginia Tech, you mentioned, off an emotional game against Wake Forest. They honored Bud Foster, and they honored Bud Foster in, in multiple ways. First, they honored him by, you know, having a nice ceremony for him. Got a coach like Bud Foster, who probably isn't a guy that gets choked up a lot. They got him choked up and uh, did a lot of nice things for a guy that has stuck it out for a long time in Blacksburg. And then they also honored him by holding Wake Forest to a season-low 301 yards per game, which was an outstanding defensive performance, best performance this year by a struggling Hokies defense. But I think you're going to see their defense revert back to maybe, you know, the the not-so-strong Virginia Tech defense that we've seen this year and have those road struggles. Virginia Tech also has a couple games they're probably looking ahead to a little bit because they they don't think Georgia Tech's much of a threat. They're, They're... have much more important games with Pitt and uh, Virginia on deck, which actually they're still in line to possibly win the Coastal if they win out. So, you know, the, the motivation, they, they could be looking ahead a little bit. I'll call for Georgia Tech to keep it closer in respect and keep uh, showing that improvement under Jeff Collins. One more thing, you know, you mentioned about playing against Georgia Tech early in the season and then playing with them uh, as it goes by. Just a tidbit for you guys listening, uh, you know, for like like futures. Uh, you know, Jeff Collins, the head coach of Georgia Tech, I mean, he's, he was the last couple of years when he was at Temple, they were notoriously a slow starter at Temple as well. So even though he had the same kind of schemes there, uh, they – his teams tend to start out the gate slow. Just just want to let you guys know that. It's a little interesting tidbit right there for you. Okay, let's go take a look at our next game involving uh, the Peach State, Georgia Bulldogs at the Auburn Tigers. Great, great SEC matchup here. Georgia comes in at 8-1 and one straight up, 5-4 and four against the spread. Auburn is 7-2, and two, both straight up and against the spread. The line opened up, Georgia minus 2.5 on the road, still Georgia minus two and a half, so money is just coming in on both sides equally in this one, and uh, for good reason. I mean, while a win here for Georgia will secure an appearance in the SEC title game, you know, this Auburn team is going to provide a steep challenge. I'm certain of that. Both the Tigers' losses have been on the road, and their dichotomy is alarming, Chris. I mean, minus 27 yards per game on the road. They are plus 238 yards per game at home. Guess where this game is at? It's at home. The Bulldogs, they won't have the luxury of playing against a backup quarterback this week like they did last week versus Missouri. Auburn has held all nine of their opponents under their season average in total yards. I think they have the defense to keep this a tight game. It's a down-to-the-wire type of game. I mean, obviously the line is two and a half. I'm going to call for Georgia to win this game by just a single point. So I'm going to go with Auburn plus the points in this one, but should be a dandy of a game. You know, it's funny, a couple years ago, Auburn won this game when they, the last time they played uh, they, they played here against Georgia, and they were plus two and a half, sounds familiar. They won 40-17 to 17 in that game, and that was a, a spark the following week they beat Alabama, uh, outgained the, the Bulldogs in that game 488-230. to 230. So they've shown that they can beat Georgia at home when Georgia's favored. Georgia did get revenge on them last year with a convincing win. But this is an Auburn team that's fresh off a of bye, uh, held a 507 to 266 yard edge a couple weeks ago against Ole Miss, but you look at the final score and you think, "Wow, that was closer than expected," because uh, they only won 20 to 14. What you don't might not know is they settled for five field goals, missed two of them, which they don't usually miss because they have a, they have a pretty good kicker. Um, so if, if they don't settle for those field goals, that would have been a blowout. Uh, 
this is a really interesting battle I see with the number our number two ranked offensive line at Georgia versus our number two defensive line in the country with Auburn. Georgia's only allowed five sacks in the season. They're averaging 216 rushing yards per game. Auburn only allows 113 rushing yards per game, 3.3 yards per carry. Derek Brown going to be a future first-round draft pick, just won the Outland Player of the Month. So it's going to be really interesting. That, that If you're watching this game, don't even pay attention to the quarterbacks or running backs or receivers. Watch those trenches, man, because that's where it's going to be at. That's where this game is going to be won. Um, as far as the quarterback does go, it, it is important still. And Bo Nix has been much better in Jordan-Hare. You mentioned the uh, home and road splits for Auburn. Well, the big reason for that is that Bo Nix has struggled with crowd noise at home when he doesn't have to deal with that and the offensive line doesn't have communication issues because of the crowd noise. They play much better. Nix completes 50, 65% with a 4-0 ratio at home, just 48% to 8-6 ratio away from home. Um I think that George's offense, when you look at it, it's not anything to be scared of. They're averaging just 22 points per game in the last four. Last week, they put up 27 points against the Missouri defense. that's missing their best defensive player. One of those touchdowns uh, late came on an interception that got returned for a touchdown. So uh, Georgia only actually scored one offensive touchdown against Missouri's defense. Auburn didn't have, hasn't had a home game since September, so Jordan Hare is going to be rocking. And actually, you know, early in the week I had this line, Georgia minus one. I'm swinging the other way. I'm going to go Auburn for the upset. And uh, all this talk about should Georgia be ranked number four is going to be moot point. You know, and I, I was listening to the radio today, and I, I, I listened to VSIN, and uh, they did mention that someone popped in a, a $1,000 bet on Auburn to win the national championship. There is still a scenario out there for Auburn to do that, and that was going to pay back. I think they said uh, it's like 550 to 1 or something. So uh, nice little price back for that $1,000 bet if that were to happen, you know, because they'd have to beat Georgia and Alabama, and then they might find their way into the playoffs. Who knows? But uh, I'm going to call for Auburn to pull the upset here. All right, let's move along now to uh rivalry game, Navy at Notre Dame. Navy comes in 7 and 1 straight up, 6 and 2 against the spread. Notre Dame 7 and 2 straight up, 5-3 and 1 against the spread. You know, this line opened up at double digits, Chris. Notre Dame was laying 10. It is down to Notre Dame minus 7 and a half. So a lot of the early sharp money coming on in uh coming in for the Navy midshipmen and these programs I mean they know each other extremely well they've played every year since 1927 Prior to last year's Notre Dame blowout win, four out of the last five meetings were decided by 10 points or less. So this series is typically uh, very, very close. Last year, it was the outlier for the Middies. They had been to a bowl for six straight years before last year's disaster of a season. This year, back on track, back to normal Navy. They've got a new defensive coordinator. It's helped with the turnaround. Uh, Notre Dame is at home. Guess what? Their home sellout streak finally coming to an end this week. I like the Navy defense. I think that helps them keep this game close. The series history has called for a close game, and uh, I, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to call for Navy to again keep this game close. I'm not calling for the outright upset. Notre Dame will win this game, but give me uh, Navy plus 7.5. I think it'll be closer to a field goal to maybe 6-point win for Notre Dame. But again, Navy plus the points is is what I'm taking here. Yeah, I was looking at Navy, and I, you know, I, I know you're the uh, AAC expert, and you, you've paid attention to Navy all year long. 
It's the first time I really noticed how well their defense has played. Uh, they've uh, they've won five straight games, plus 146 yards per game in the season. Their only loss was at 8-1 Memphis, and they were winning that game at halftime. So this is a real nice turnaround for Navy. Uh, defense is holding opponents 117 yards per game below their average. And the other thing I, I noticed is how well their pass defense has played. They're ranked number 28 in our pass efficiency D. Navy's covered three straight games in this series, five of the and five of the last six, and they're averaging 312 rushing yards per game in those games. So I think that Navy will uh, run that option effectively, make enough plays with their pass defense that uh, it'll limit Notre Dame, stay in the game. I, f- I figure they'll lose, but they'll lose a the game, but keep it within a touchdown. Yeah, big rivalry game there. All right, now speaking of rivalry games, and ESPN game day is uh, going to be in the house here at Waco, Texas. Oklahoma at Baylor. Oklahoma coming in eight and one straight up, four and five against the spread. Baylor undefeated. Baylor nine and zero straight up, five and four against the spread. Line opened up. Oklahoma was minus nine. Guess what? It's up to double digits currently. Oklahoma minus 11 in this one. You know, Baylor, the lone remaining unbeaten Big 12 team. That's just crazy to say out loud. This is a potential Big 12 title game preview as well. Both these teams could end up playing each other again in a few weeks uh, for the Big 12 title game. ESPN game day again on hand. Baylor crowd going to be just absolutely nuts for this game. Uh, You know, Baylor, they're undefeated. They've held their last two opponents to 125 yards or more under their season average, so that defense playing extremely well. On the flip side, Oklahoma, not a very good defense. They made changes coming into this season, brought in the new D.C. Grinch coming over from Ohio State, showed immense improvement early on in the season. But over the last two games, they've allowed 452 yards per game. That defense has been getting gashed and gashed quite a bit the last two games there. Uh, Matt Rule, Baylor's head coach, great as a dog, especially over a touchdown. I'm not going to call for the outright upset, but I do. I liked Baylor when they were only getting nine. I like them even more now that they're getting double digits. Give me Baylor plus the points in this one. Yeah, Oklahoma has won four straight in the series, covered three of the last four, but this is a much improved Baylor team, averaging 460 yards per game, 62 yards per game more than their opponents are allowing, uh, plus 122 yards per game in the season. Just across the board, I'm really impressed with what Matt Rule has done. And it didn't take him very long to do it, it seems like. Just yesterday he started out there, and you know they were 1-11. Just a couple years later, they're in the national title hunt, in the playoff hunt. Um Oklahoma, you know, I mean, you can't say much about much else about their offense. They they've been juggernauts year in year out, and they're they're doing it again with Jalen Hurts. But like you said, you give me double digits. The, the crowd for this game is going to be insane for Baylor. They're going to be hyped up. I have a hard time having a strong lean in this game with Baylor just because of how explosive Oklahoma is, and I know they're probably kind of kicking themselves because they almost let that slip away last week against Iowa State, but Baylor's covered five straight as home dogs, so I'll give a slight lean to Baylor. I think they can keep this one in 10. 
And moving along now to the Pac-12, UCLA at Utah. UCLA four and five straight up, five and four against the spread. Utah eight and one straight up, six and three against the spread. Line opened up. Utah laying three touchdowns, minus twenty-one. It's actually gone up a half a point. It is now Utah minus twenty-one and a half. You know what, though? Honestly, Chris, I mean, just who is this UCLA squad? All of a sudden, they opened up the season. They lost five of their first six games. Looked lost. That especially uh, early on. I mean, and then and then what happens? They enter this game. They want they're on a three game winning streak. They've held two out of their last three opponents. The season lows in total yards, so they're doing it with the defense and their running game. Uh, Utah still hunting for that playoff bid. Uh, they're not going to take UCLA lightly because they do want want to get in that playoffs. But I do think Chip Kelly has got something going finally now in Los Angeles. I think the Bruins are going to keep this game closer than expected. I like the way they're playing. I'll take the 21.5 points. Utah's going to win, but I'll take UCLA to cover with that many points. Well, you know, UCLA's lost the last three uh, in the series, 0-3 ATS. Last two they've lost by 31 points each in each game. But the home team's 1-5 straight up, 1-6 uh, and six against the spread. And like you said, UCLA, they've just turned it on, um, averaging 406 yards per game on the season, but it's up to 478 in their last six. Defense only allowed 288 yards per game in the last three, so they're doing it on both sides of the ball. Chip Kelly... Just it seems like he's got the quarterback playing well. Dorian Thompson Robinson, the guy that I was really not a fan of at the beginning of the year, twelve to four ratio in his last four games. You know, it's it seems like they're doing it across the board. Joshua Kelly has topped a hundred rushing yards in in four of his last five. Utah's definitely the better team. Don't get me wrong; they're they're, they're outstanding, and that defense is just ferocious. Uh, holding opponents 156 yards per game below their average, fourth in the country in that stat. But getting three touchdowns with this um, this Bruins squad seems like it's the right call. I was kind of anti-UCLA at the beginning of the year, but they've made me a believer just because they keep doing it week in, week out. And one more thing to point out, uh, you know, Chip Kelly, it's not like this guy forgot to coach all of a sudden. I mean, this guy was just one of the top coaching prospects in all of college obviously went to the NFL and let me tell you best coach out there is easy to call it's Bill Belichick if Bill Belichick is calling a coach and wanting to question and pick his brain uh you're on to something and guess what Bill Belichick and Chip Kelly uh they talk to each other quite frequently so just want to let you know about that as well as far as uh how good of a coach Chip Kelly is all right finally let's get to our power sweep two star here Chris got a nice winner last week what is it? Six and four on six and four on the year. Our two stars here uh, on the podcast. Go to try to keep this going. Sixty percent winners. Uh, picked a big game here. Big Ten rivalry game. Michigan State at Michigan. Michigan State's four and five straight up. Two and seven against the spread. Uh, kind of on the downslide right now. Michigan on the upswing. Seven and two straight up. Five and four against the spread. Michigan opened up at minus fourteen and a half in this rivalry game. Uh, went down a point early. Money is on Sparty. Michigan is now minus 13 and a half. Paul Bunyan trophy on the line, of course. Big rivalry game. You know, Michigan State enters this game. They're on a four-game losing streak. Uh, and, you know, the concerns, 
everybody's saying they're terrible. You know, they lost four in a row. Uh, they lost to Illinois. I'm here to tell you, this Michigan State team, yeah, they've lost that, but they're not that bad. I mean, last week's loss, I know it looks extremely, extremely bad, but you got to remember, if you looked at that game and you were watching it, Smarty was ahead by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter of that game, finished with a 121-yard edge, uh, you know, lost it late, Illinois, with that comeback victory. Illinois has done that a couple of times now this season. I'm not going to lose faith in Michigan State. Uh, they've covered 10 in a row uh, in this series prior to last year. Safe to assume the importance that Mark D'Antonio places on this game. Uh, I'm going to call for Michigan to win. They'll win outright. They'll keep the season alive, stay strong, keep that upswing going. But I'll take uh, Michigan State plus the 13-and-a-half in this one. I think Sparty's going to cover like they normally do and like they did for the 10 years prior to last year. Yeah, that was was a weird comeback that Illinois had on Michigan State last week. They were in control of the game, and just a lot of mistakes, a litany of errors by Michigan State. It was almost more Michigan State's mistakes that allowed Illinois to come back. It wasn't like Illinois was straight up out playing them at the end. Um, so I, I think that there's definitely a bounce back leading up here for Michigan State. Uh, Spartans are still plus 43 yards per game in a year. Defense is still holding opponents 94 yards per game below their average, 13th in the country. Uh, they only allow 343 yards per game, only allowing 108 rushing yards per game and 3.1 yards per carry. So the defense is still legit. Michigan's offense it isn't a juggernaut. You know, they've – They've gotten it going a little bit. I'll give them credit that they're they're playing a little better offensively, but you know they're averaging 390 yards per game. But they've only pa- topped 200 pass yards once in their last five, and if they're relying on the run to beat Michigan State, then they're not going to beat them bad. They're not going to they're not going to dominate this game that way. Nothing gets a team refocused like a rivalry. So if you're looking for a letdown for Michigan State, you know, because their bubble was burst a little bit last week, not going to happen with a rivalry game like this. They want to win this game. And they're used to winning and they're used to being right in this game because they've done it so often. So uh, I definitely think you'll see the best game the Michigan State's played all year. It might not win it, but they'll definitely be closer than you expect. And uh, Michigan State with the points. Yeah, and that is our two-star pick out of the Power Sweep newsletter. Appreciate you guys uh, all for listening for that. And, uh, again, before we head out here, want to also remind everybody, we got another newsletter. It's called the Power Plays newsletter. Uh, those college, we have uh, four and a half stars that we put in the uh, in that Power Plays newsletter, along with four stars and three stars and two stars. We have a, more star-rated plays in that Power Plays newsletter. Uh, those college four and a half and four stars over the last seven weeks – they are hitting 65%, 26-14. and 14. The NFL four stars in the Power Plays newsletter uh, the last two years, 11-3-1 run, 79%. So, again, uh, that Power Plays newsletter, very, very valuable as well and gives a projected box score of each and every college and NFL game. So really want to get your hands on that. Again, NFL Game of the Month going this weekend. You can get all of our star-rated plays, both the sides on Saturday and our NFL uh, plays on Sunday for as low is $99. You know what? We'll even do it. We'll even do you one better. We know you guys have been calling in using the uh, the code word. We'll do it again for you. Absolutely. Call in and ask for any package this weekend. We'll take $10 off if you use the code triple M. That's MMM. Make more money. You get $10 off any late phone package. 
Give us a call, 1-800-654-3448 to use that uh, code word. Again, 1-800-654-3448. Or you can go online to our website, purchase our plays that way as well if you want to do that. Uh, Website, ncsports.com. Again, great weekend coming up. NFL Game of the Month going on. And uh, we are very, very excited. And uh, again, for thanks again for listening into the uh, the podcast. For Chris Van Dyne, I'm Antonio Castro. We will talk to you guys again next week.